Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. going on everybody guys and girls welcome back to another edition of the football function podcast available on all of your podcasting platforms including patreon if you prefer an ad-free experience as always i'm one of the hosts of this show michael ritter you can find me on twitter at michael five ritter and also one of the hosts of the smackdown review over on the wwe podcast joining me on today's episode episode 227 of the football function podcast my humble co-host student of the game young terrence menafil terry how the hell are you? Man, I'm doing good, big dog. Funkies, I hope you're doing well. I'm a little sore, not going to lie, dude. Just uh, that badass workout we got. Um, this is the divisional round, Funkies. This is our preview show. Mm. Ready to freaking Eats dive into this. round. Dude, man. Mm. And we got some juggernauts playing this weekend. I mean, I'm ready to freaking dive into this. We got Young LaFawn with us today again. Yo, How are yo. you doing, my boy? Great, man. Great. I'm ready to talk about this weekend, too, because it is probably one of the best weekends in football. Yep. And... Um, yeah, there's tons of good matchups, tons of uh, good teams remaining. There's going to be some uh, some uh, roundhouses thrown and some, you know, some, oh, some haymakers. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of losing my words right here, but I'm just saying, like, this week is going to be great. I cannot wait to dive into these games with you boys, and thanks for having me again. Well, number one, division round, always been my favorite. It's yeah. a fun one, man. It See, really I, I miss the old format, the old playoff format, the seeding, the way it used to be. One and two seeds get a bye. Yep. And then three play seven. Four and five. Four and five play. Wait. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Seven didn't exist. There's only a six seed. See, that was threw me off. Three Three would play six, and four or five would play. Right. See, it's just so much better like that. But anyways, (laughs) and then you would get teams coming off of a bye playing two teams who had just won a playoff game. Yeah, getting hot. So the matchups were always like, ooh, bam. Like, we have two good matchups per conference, which we still get that. But it's just a little bit different. It's just, I guess, it'll take me a little bit to get used to this new format and all that stuff. But this is the throwdown round. This is the most important round of a lot of these players' career, obviously. The next round will be the most important right. um, next, when it comes. next week. <laughs> but for now, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Who else? Who Dak, else some of these quarterbacks? Dak, I mean, Joe Burrow Joe, trying to get back to yeah, yeah. to a point where he needs to be, yes. But Brock Dak Purdy. Prescott. <laughs> Shit. Brock Purdy trying to shock the world. There's so many different – and these are just the quarterbacks. You yeah, know? Like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a very important week of football. 
Um, but I do want to thank you, obviously, for tuning in to the Football Function Podcast and making uh, us part of your preparation, yeah. your uh, divisional round, your NFL playoff preparation. And do want to give a shout out, obviously, to all the certified funkies out there who have subscribed and then just all the regular funkies who stay with yeah, us on a consistent so basis and uh, listen to all these episodes. We definitely appreciate that. But I do have a little bit of a throwback here for you boys. I have a this or that for y'all. Oh, shit. Ready to rock. Hey, Let's do it, dude. This is, good one. this is a good one. I haven't had one in probably 100 episodes. <laughs> it's been yeah. a minute. It really has. What? And this one is a little, uh, it's a little bit of a lose-lose. It's a little bit like, which one would you rather do, you know? Okay, um, okay, okay. So, this or that. In terms of going to sleep, and you got to wake up early the next morning regardless, would you rather stay up till you have to wake up at 6 30 a.m okay would you rather stay up till about 3 30 that's about the time you fall asleep and only get about three hours of sleep give or take or would you rather go to sleep at 12 still have to be up at 6 30 but you wake up like every two hours oh hell no so you, you get you're basically choosing between three hours of hard sleep or six plus hours whatever of just off and on sleep but it's just every couple hours you wake up and you gotta fall back asleep being a parent that happens all the time i am up uh every, all throughout the night just little things you know getting water for the girls or whatever there's a spider or something they need to go pee or something so they they wake me up but if i could get a couple hours of hard sleep that is that is how i would love it i would i would just pass out and not even care about a thing but uh, if I have to wake up in, in, in like for like that six hour period, if I have to wake up more than like two or three times, I'm gonna be so fucking aggravated. I'm gonna be so pissed off. So give me a hard three hours, man. I'll I'll snooze all through those three hours. Well, see, for me, it's like if I'm if I'm by myself and I'm living alone, and I go to bed at twelve o'clock and I wake up, you know, every two two and a half hours or whatever. I honestly don't mind that, just strictly because like. Get a drink of water. No, I can still I can still be relaxed in my bed. I don't really have any distractions, you know. Maybe flip on something else on the TV, pass back out, and you're still relaxed. So for me, I just have a different perspective on it, different uh, surroundings, I guess. So I'm gonna roll with uh, being able to go to sleep at 12 every night. I I, I do a little of both, anyways. And waking up here and there, you know, just to. You know, I, I think that's a good idea. Everybody knows that I'm a, I'm a fucking hardcore gamer, so I, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm yeah. I'm religiously up to that fucking those hours anyways, just sitting up gaming, just doing dumb stuff. <laughs> All right, well, <clears throat> excuse me, I was just curious as to um, what you guys would side with. I personally, it's a nightmare for me either way. Like I hate both of those situations. <laughs> that's why I was curious. Which Hell one yeah. would you? Which one would you rather do? Because the the first one, or I guess the second one actually that I. Re- Mentioned that actually happened to me not that long ago, like <laughs> three days ago or something like that. I just went to sleep at a decent time, but did not sleep hard throughout the entire night. That bugs me, man. Nothing sucks worse than having to go to work or like wake up in the morning for anything and feeling like you just went to bed, like you didn't get any sleep. So definitely not a good thing. But anyways, <laughs> uh, we can go and transition nice to a to little bit back. of news that happened today. It's revealed which five NFL teams are going to play a home game in Germany. Oh, shit. Uh, Buffalo Bills, Tennessee Titans, Jacksonville Jaguars, Kansas City Chiefs, and New England Patriots. They are yeah, going to play a home game. Um, I'm not sure who Let's go to it. Who you guys play, obviously, but the Falcons play the Titans and the Jaguars on the road next year. So there's a chance we could be in one of those games. Um, I did think about that. I was like, oh, man, that would be cool to take 
football function, obviously overseas, but let's crawl before we walk. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. We're going to New York City. All right, that's a big <laughs> one. And once we do that, then maybe, you know, we can uh, we can Ring talk about an overse- yeah, overseas game, but um, I'm that'd definitely be, looking forward that'd be sick, dude. to the Big Apple trip we're going on this oh, year. But yeah. that's, uh, that's just something I kind of wanted to point out in case you are a fan of one of those teams. You can go ahead and just get a little bit of a heads up. One of your home games is going to be taken away next year, and you're going to get it in the form of an overseas game. So, ain't bad. Um, yeah, Always I guess nice. take that for what it's worth. Are you right. guys ready to get in to Let's, these four games? Whew, that's a lot of games to break down. It is, man. <laughs> Typically, we're covering four games apiece, usually, or, or more oh, I love every the Sunday. Depending, I love the playoffs. Depending on uh, you know how it's going. But, it's a good time, man. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of juicy storylines here. Facts. A lot of good... Good matchups, like you guys mentioned. The very first one, though, that we will talk about was the one that's going to start the action off Saturday, January 21st, 3.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. The Jacksonville Jaguars will travel to Kansas City, Arrowhead Stadium, to play the likely new MVP, who's going to... um, Patrick Eventually Mahomes. win that award, most likely. I believe that. And the team that's been on a bye, just waiting, resting, getting healthy. Andy Reid is 28-6, and six, I believe, is his record after a bye. Regular season and postseason, just in his career, he's had a lot of byes. I mean, whenever he, he was the head coach of the Eagles, they would go. They went to the NFC Championship four years in a row. Damn. Lost the first three years and then beat my Atlanta Falcons in that fourth year. So, yeah, that kind of fucking sucks, but... Either way, um, Andy Reid does not lose after a bye, most likely. However, something's got to give here. You think? Doug Peterson, head coach of the Jaguars, undefeated in the playoffs as an underdog. Oh, damn. Yeah, so uh, here we go. I don't know, though. I mean, a collision of these two forces, man. I don't, I don't really know what's, what you would expect. I, I do think that it being in Kansas City is the biggest factor here. Yeah. Because yeah. the Chiefs have... They haven't looked as dominant. They're not as dominant as they were. They're, they're still, I mean, if you look at it here, number one offense, at least passing, 20th yeah. rushing offense, but number one passing offense. So it's, it's going to be tough for the Jaguars to, uh, to keep score with them, I guess. But that's what they're going to have to do to mm-hmm. beat this Chiefs team and shock the world if you are the Jaguars. Like, it's, it's like I was talking to some of my buddies in a group chat just in our Madden League that we have. We were talking about ways that the Jaguars could beat the Chiefs and how it's actually possible. And yeah. I was kinda I kinda compared it to fighting Goro in one of those old school Mortal Kombat games. Like you can't just go into that fight when you're fighting Goro and just think that all your special moves and all your uh move combinations are going to work like they would against Scorpion or someone like that, you know? You have to approach it different. There are specific ways and a specific strategy to beat Goro. And that's what you learn. The more times you fight him and lose to him, you see, okay, well, this is what was beating him. This is kind of what I need to do. I need to avoid this area. So you learn, how do I beat the Chiefs? They're a juggernaut. They're a absolute powerhouse. Do we just score a lot of points? Well, it's, they're built to score a lot of points. Do we get out to an early lead? How'd that work out for the Texans? How'd that work out for the Tennessee Titans or the Niners in their playoff run? The Chiefs are built to come back. It's not about scoring points. Try to take as try to take advantage of as many turnover opportunities that you can possibly get. Obviously, that's going to be very helpful. Pass rush really doesn't phase him. He's going to avoid the pocket, scramble, make something happen, yep. buy time. And next thing you know, you have somebody just sitting there wide open, fourteen yards down the field. The way to beat him is obviously keeping him off the field. It's the only way. Just you don't let him go out there like, and that's the thing. Like I mentioned, pass rush doesn't really phase him. You got to make sure your coverage is locked down on the back end. Don't give him anywhere to throw. 
make sure he's covered up and he has to throw it away or throw it up to contested coverage, maybe get a tip ball, luck into one of those turnovers. Just make it extremely hard for these. I mean, they don't have Tyree Kill down there anymore. You know, like these wide receivers aren't, I guess. Burners. They're not guys who are just, you know, number uh, contested catch winners. Yeah. Just number one wide receivers who just are just going to get up. Like you can, you can try to smother them at the line of scrimmage and just downfield. And hope and pray that your pass rush can get there. The Jags do have a feisty pass rush that they can actually collapse the That's pocket. That's my X factor for them. But the thing is, it is it is the back end when it comes to the Chiefs. Force them to punt. Keep them off the field. Do not fall behind. If the Jags fall behind like they did against the Chargers, mm-hmm. it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the Chiefs are going to allow them to just score 27 unanswered points without maybe getting a touchdown here or there. Or Patrick Mahomes saying, you know, I'm going to sit on this ball for a little bit. You know, so there's... There's ways. Jaguars are obviously, I think, what eight and a half point dogs. More than likely, yeah. So that's 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 free money right there. I, I think, think that's one of the ways that they could use this as a as a uh, uh, driving point in this game as a like a positive is they're being the underdog. They could be overlooked. It is the playoffs that so they're probably not going to be under overlooked or anything. But you know, coming off of uh, the season, they won their past out of the past seven games and won six of them. Uh, Trevor Lawrence probably paid, played the best football or second half football anybody's ever played last season or last game. Um, but logically they're just the underdogs in this one. So, you know, I'm obviously going to lean more towards the chiefs to win this one, but man, this is, it's, it's going to be a, a uh, it's going to be a dog fight. And I, I believe Josh Allen and that defensive line is going to be the X factor of this whole game. If they can get the pressure and contain and make Pat Mahomes, just live in the pocket. I know he could thrash and he'll kill you through that, but if he could just be one-dimensional and not make or um, not extend the plays to make big plays happen, because he's just one big play to happen, or, or he's just a big play to happen every fucking time he takes a snap. So if they can just handle, um, you know, the deep threat and uh, the big plays from happening, I think they got a good chance. But I do think we'll be talking about the Kansas City Chiefs moving on next week. Yeah, I mean, for me, the the whole X factor is experience here, like. Yeah, that's I mean a good the one. Chiefs. The Chiefs have been here. They've done this. Yes, like sir. they're not overlooking anybody. I think like in this situation, they're just yeah, like I don't okay, think Andy Reid let them either. Right, and and Andy Reid is just such a you know dominating coach that he he's been here many many times. And you know, not saying Doug Peterson hasn't, but it's just different with when you're in Kansas City. You got Pat, Patrick Mahomes back there. I'm not saying Jacksonville can't make it interesting. Yeah, I think they'll be blow for blow. I think you know since their past the Chiefs' pass defense isn't the best in the league. I think they're what, what Mike you said they were like 20 or something. Um, Something like that. They're they're not good. So I think they can expose that, especially you know the momentum they're they're carrying into the game. Yeah, yeah. I agree, man. I mean, I just think I just think the Chiefs are too much in this game for the Jags. I really do. Yeah, the the Chiefs' defense is twelfth, but it's yeah. not necessarily because of their secondary or because of their pass coverage. I mean, their their front seven is is typically what generates like Chris a lot Jones. of their momentum and kind of keeps their defense going. Yeah, Chris Jones, he's playing like one of the best defensive tackles in the entire NFL. Mm-hmm. And you got guys like Carl Loftus, Carlos Dunlap, yep. and uh, <clears throat> Frank Clark doing what he can do. But, I mean, he's kind of he's off the cliff old guy. a little bit. He's but, old guy. So you guys are both picking the Chiefs, I assume, man. Absolutely. Yeah, I think so, man. Absolutely. Sorry, Duval County, but, it, I mean, great Losing season. to the Chiefs great is season. nothing to hang your head, oh, hell hang no. your head on. Especially in the divisional round, too, bro. Dude, uh, you did it, bro. Good shit. Yeah, you won a playoff game. You went from the first overall pick to winning a playoff game. That does not happen. Literally never happened before. So you are the first to do that. There's no pressure. The pressure's on the Chiefs. They're the ones that are eight-and-a-half-point favorites at home. If this game were in Jacksonville, I do feel like the Chiefs might be in a little bit of trouble just because Mm -hmm. of the type of team the Jags are. 
The last time these two teams played, just really, really quickly, let me go ahead and pull it up. What was it? November 12th, 2022, 10-point win. It was in Kansas City again. So if you don't learn from that, and, you know, I'm sure they've been dissecting that tape oh, left yeah. and right, trying to figure out ways that they can try to get past this team. But I am going to roll with the Chiefs as well. They're – I don't think they're. I don't think they're going to cover those eight and a half points, but I do think that at the end of the day, for four quarters, I do think that um, the Chiefs are just going to be a little bit tough to match. But if the Jaguars get out and wow. they're and, and they're and they keep it close, like if the score is in the third quarter, I don't know, like twenty four twenty one, and the Jags are in it, yeah. Like who knows, man? Like I truly do feel. I do feel like there is a logical way. Anything could happen. That the Jaguars can win this I game. I thought you were going to yeah. say what, how how it would be if the Jaguars did win this game the next week, how we were going to talk about them, how fucking, how much of a Oh, my gosh. If they, if they beat be, the Chiefs, they could beat holy anybody. Holy shit. Yeah, like, it, I don't feel like the Bengals or the Bills will be – I mean, you know, the Bengals are – they're a juggernaut too, so yeah. are the Bills. But in Kansas City, if you beat the MVP like Patrick Mahomes – Th- their confidence is going to be through the roof. They're not. They're not going to fear anybody after this. They yeah, probably knows, don't even fear the Chiefs either. Who but. knows how beat up they're going to be after that game too, man? They, and and have to play the Jaguars, who's hot coming off of a win of a juggernaut of the the Chiefs. God, God, that's going to be a badass game. I mean, we've seen it. I mean, crazy things happen in the playoffs, dude. So True. I mean, if, if they do win, you know, we've seen crazy things, and it would, you know, it's the NFL playoffs. But like Mike said, man, it's just in the day. I think the Chiefs. Once the, once the bell rings, it's going to be it's gonna them turn, on top. They're going to turn it on. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. To, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yes, without a doubt. But let's go ahead and move on a little bit to Do the we. Saturday night number one seed, one Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, I'm mm. excited about this. The one. Eagles are hosting the Giants for the third time. They're going to meet this or play this season. The Eagles did get a 22 to 16 win on January 7th, 2023. The last time these two teams played, not that long ago. Yeah. So here we go. We're getting another matchup here. The Philadelphia Eagles come into this game on a bye, like those Kansas City Chiefs, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the reason why that they're set up like this is because the number one seeds will always play on Saturday because it gives them that advantage championship Sunday. They have an extra day to rest. That's why it's predetermined for 
the um, the number one seeds, no matter what, after getting that bye, they're going to play on Saturday to give them that extra day of rest before Championship Sunday. So you want that number one. Yeah, so the Eagles, they get this primetime opportunity here to beat their division rival, a team that is known, this isn't the same Giants team, they're not built the same that they were back in you know, 2007, 2011, when they can go on like these miraculous runs and win playoff games on the road. They can beat the Eagles. I want to get out and say that really quickly. The Giants can beat the Eagles, but it's not going to be the same way that they did back in the day, you know, whenever they would beat the Cowboys on the road in 2007 when the Cowboys were the number one seed or shocked Aaron Rodgers beating the the Green or the, yeah, the Green Bay Packers or beating the 49ers. Like, this is going to be a, a team where they're going to have to rely on their quarterback, which, yeah, you could say they relied on Eli, but it's no secret. It was that front seven, mm-hmm. Michael Strahan, Justin yep. Tuck. Yep. OCU Manura, Matthias Kiwanuka, like just phenomenal pass rushers that were just, you could rush four, drop seven, didn't matter what coverage you were using, you had the advantages numbers-wise in the back end, and that's just, that's not really what we're seeing. They're getting there. Now they have Kayvon Thibodeau, obviously, they're trying to build up that defensive line again, but they're not there yet. Dexter Lawrence. So they're gonna, yes, exactly. (laughs) I'm so glad you mentioned his name. So they're they're, they're getting there, but they're not quite there yet. I do believe this is probably a, a pretty big test for them. Uh, they're obviously like when we talk about how they're built differently. Now they're going to need their quarterback and Saquon, uh, a crew of, I guess, underwhelming wide receivers. I don't want to take a shot and say that they're not good because that's not true. But you I mean Sterling Shepard was a second round pick. He's out. He's not playing in this game. Other than that, like a lot of these guys are, they're like from the island of misfit toys. You yeah, know, like, it's kind of like a. Yes, Isaiah Hodges. Uh, um, Hodgins, sorry. Um, Gall- Darius Slayton. Yes, Slayton. Galloway's or Galladay. Is he Kenny still? Galladay. Galladay. I'm not sure if he's actually he getting one targets. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, Daniel he's... Bellinger, they're kind of getting him, invo- or him involved. Obviously, Saquon Barkley catches mm-hmm. balls out of the backfield, and they feature him a lot running. And I really hope that they, they rely on him again. I mean, this is a battle of former teammates. Obviously, Saquon and Miles Sanders both went to Penn State. Yep. So, you know, they're both going to want to try to put their best foot forward. But, but I, I think Saquon Barkley is going to be the one that – Really has the opportunity to to do something that not a lot of people have done in the past handful of years, and that's carry a team to the playoffs as a running back. And I know Daniel Jones is really the one that got him over it last week. You know, he's sure really did. the one that got them through the Minnesota Vikings on the road. But this isn't inside of a dome, and you're not going to catch anybody off guard. The Eagles are waiting for Daniel Jones mm-hmm. and for him to try to get him going. Yep. Use your freak of nature running back, man, any way possible. Go out swinging with that guy. And let him make plays. Let him be the best football player on the field because that's what it's going to take. It really is. Like, the Eagles are going to be able to score points very quickly. Their defense is loaded all over the place. Just they have a rotational pass rush where they can just get after you with guys like Indomitian Sue that they brought in. Obviously, Asan Reddick, who's an all-pro. Hmm. They come from a lot of different places. And they're good. it's tough, man. Like, the, the Eagles are going to be a very tough out. The Giants are up for the challenge, though. I, I know for a fact that they're not scared at all. Look at Brian Dayball and, you know, Wink Martindale, the, the the coaching staff, having these guys ready to go and up for any challenge. You want to believe in this team. Like, the Giants and the Jags are almost really similar. Mm-hmm. Like, with these new coaching staff that they have, new energy, young quarterback, everything. yes. So, part of me wants the underdogs to get the win in both games, the Jags yeah. and the Giants. Like, that would be good for – the NFL. It wouldn't be good for quote unquote ratings because you'd kill Patrick Mahomes, you take him out, and then the Eagles fan base who are, you know, just diehards, but you still got the New York market. But true NFL fans though, you know. Yeah, what I and mean? the like, Jags, you know, yeah. just the story. That's yeah. that's the thing that that's good here. But as far as the Giants go, I think this is probably where their miraculous run ends. I do. I, I think 
that they have a shot without a doubt. I don't want to, you know, hang on the fence. I am going to very comfortably pick the Eagles here and be fully on, on their side with this, with this outcome. But man, I, part of me when I'm watching that game, I'm, I'm going to be rooting for the Giants to at least keep it close mm-hmm. and set up for a good finish. May the best team win. These two teams are going to be running into each other for obviously the foreseeable future being in the same division. Right. So this is bragging rights here for fan bases. These two, these two teams hate each other. We already heard what Giants fans do <laughs> as a ritual before this game. Yeah, we're gonna have to check. Of, we're gonna check out those sources. That's kind of weird. On yeah, that maybe one. just one Giants fan is yeah. like, "Well, I thought they were doing it with me." But anyways, <laughs> if you haven't heard, it's on the internet. Just Giants fans and Easter egg die, and they're not, not dying good. Easter eggs. We'll just say that. <laughs> it's not good. But uh, yeah, like I said, um, check this out on the internet. Eggs, Definitely, know? if you haven't already. But anyways, different guys up there. So what do you guys got on this game? Uh, I mean, I I kind of agree with you here. I think if the Giants really want to have a chance here, they have to be. They can't just rely on Daniel Jones because he's kind of he's kind of evolving into that next part of his career where he's you know he's gonna be able to carry he, he's gonna be able to carry the team to wins. He's gonna be able to do that thing on his own. But there has to be a time where Saquon takes over a game. And why not here in a divisional round against your division opponent, who you hate? Giants fans hate Eagles. That that division is own. They all hate each other. You know yeah. that's that's what makes that great that division so great. And I love the Giants here. I want them to win so bad just because I like them more than I like the the Eagles, and they represent New York too. So that's pretty dope. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's I gotta comfortably pick the Eagles, like Mike said. But I think if Saquon can have one of those you know, spark games where he rushes for over 120, has a couple touchdowns, catches some balls out of the backfield, pull his best Christian McCaffrey out. Uh, the, the, Giants, so. the Giants really do have a shot here, and I think they have a shot here even if he has a slower game. I think yeah. Daniel Jones has enough playmaking ability. I think he's getting to that role where he's comfortable in this offense. He's looking good. But then you got to look on the other side. Jalen Hurts, uh, A.J. AJ Brown, they got um, – I'm going Devontae blank. Parker. Yeah, no, not Parker. It's uh, oh yeah, Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith. Smith. Devontae Parker's on my and team, you know, so. and Miles Sanders too. He has his own little you know package that he goes in there. So it's they're running into a team that's ready to roll. They're fresh. Jalen Hurts is probably you know feeling pretty good now that he's, he's had some time to rest. Uh, I just think right now the Eagles, when you're looking at it from matchup standpoints, their matchups are just greater than the Giants, and I think that's what gives them the edge in this game. But the Giants are gonna make this one interesting. Yeah, I um, first of all, I'm leaning more towards the Eagles to win this one. I yeah. just think the Giants are playing a whole completely different team than in you know who they faced last week in the Vikings. Offense is way better. Defense is so much fucking better than on the Vikings defense. And and like you guys said, I think um, you know the defense can handle anything that you know Daniel Jones can present himself. Even though he did play his best game and opening up to be a quarterback that's threatened around the league a little bit, but. I just think they have the answers for him. Brian Dayball is going to do a hell of a job calling plays and, and putting his team in the best position to win this game. But I just think the, the Eagles are just too much. They're too much for uh, um, too much to handle for, you know, positional-wise. I think they've got playmakers all over. I think they've got all pros all over the field as well. Um, you know, it's just I think it's the Eagles' time, again, man, to, to prove themselves that they are the best in that division. And uh, I think they'll handily – uh, win this one and take it to them and, and prove that they're they de- de- deserve of that <laughs> number one seed.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's take things over to Sunday, shall Sunday, we? The Buffalo Sunday, Bills Sunday. will host the Cincinnati Bengals. Orchard Park, mm. 2 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. This thing is going to start things off Sunday, CBS. So... Obviously, last time these guys played, the game didn't get finished. January 2nd, 2023, we all know what happened. So this is a game that could be, could have been played in Cincinnati. You never know. I feel like this probably should have been a neutral site game as yeah. well. They could yeah. have just I called us. Too. We would have been more than happy to you know clean the place out <laughs> in the stadium and let them use it. But <laughs> I bet y'all you know, it. a closed mouth don't get fed. So Damn right. They're going to do this bad boy in New Era Field or something like that, New Era Stadium. I'm not really sure exactly what it's called. So that something is on me. Like but either way, I mean, it's in Buffalo. Bills Mafia going to be loud and proud, hoping to beat Highmark. Okay, yes, sir. there we go. Hoping to beat the Cincinnati Bengals. But what do y'all think is going to play out here? I'll give the floor to you guys first. Oh, I'm ready for this one. Go dude. ahead, man. I mean, you know how I feel. I'm a big Joe Burrow guy, mm-hmm. big Cincy guy. Oh, I like, wow. I like that. I like that squad. But they do have some question marks on that offensive line. Losing Jonah 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 Hill. <laughs> Whoa, Jonah Hill's really gonna fuck you, dude. Seriously, he's such a good run stuffer. Dude, I could see that too. He would be a badass guard. But uh, anyways, like j- losing Jonah Williams last week, kind of like not that he was having the greatest year, but he, you know, he Twelve was at- sacks allowed, led the league, but still, right, he's right. probably way worse. Yeah, right. way worse. His he's the familiar with that. Joe Burrow's familiar with him, so that's gonna be an issue. And they've also lost like three of their starters off that line. Alex so, Kappa, mm, Lyle Alex, Collins, Lyle Collins. Yeah, they they're losing guys on that line, and not th- a good thing. But I also think that you know Joe Burrow has enough in him that you know he can get out of the pocket. He creates plays, and he also gets the ball out of his hands so yeah. damn quick. Yeah, that um you know he's so decisive with where he's going with the ball. He he knows what the defense is given to you, given to him. And so he does take advantage of that a lot, but also their running game has not been been consistent. They're kind of they're among the league's least in running attempts mm-hmm. and rushing yards. So uh, that's a big thing for me too, because against the Bills, you have to be able to run the ball because you can't get one dimensional. Twenty ninth rushing exactly. Bills. Yeah, they're they're close to the bottom, and you can't. The Bills be- are ninth. Oh shit! So that's not going to play out in their favor. But yeah, I mean, well, the Bills got number four ranked offense, number one ranked defense. Yeah, there's. 
It's it's They're pretty fucking good. <laughs> it's 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 gonna be a good matchup. But I I just think when you have Joe Burrow, you have a shot, regardless of what the you know the stats say. But I I am gonna give the edge to the Bills. It sucks to say Bills, because, huh? Whoa. Yeah, Not I'm kind of I'm kind of letting them hang, huh? I'm kind of hoping. <laughs> I'm kind of hoping you know that like. This whole streak of me like picking the teams I don't want. Like I want the Bengals to You're win. Trying to give them the kiss of death. I guess, but I you just uh, I know uh, you know how I go. Boy. It's just uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I just think the Bills right now. Josh Allen has something to prove, and I'm not saying Joey doesn't, but I think the it's just the Bills' time to kind of advance here. Um, I completely disagree. And I think I think with the whole Demar Demar Hamlin thing, I think they've got that chip on their shoulder right now, yeah. and it's gonna be tough to beat them in in Buffalo. Like they like Mike mentioned, Bills Mafia is wild as shit. Yeah, they're gonna be throwing Bills everywhere. You know, it's just <laughs> the way it goes. And I right now, I just think they you know that since they had their magical run last year, and they you know they're really good on the road, and that could that could come to fruition here too. Right, I'm not counting them out at all. I just I think right now. If I'm a betting man, I got to roll with the Bills. Yeah, people are reporting that Demar Hamlin is going to be on the sidelines, so that is going to play a big factor into the like this emotional game. And you know, you know, speaking on that, like the emotions are going to be so high on this one, man. But Absolutely. I, you know, I'm I haven't been on the uh, the Josh Allen you know, train too much these past couple of weeks. The guy's been turning over the ball a lot lately, and I think a guy like Joe Burrow will fucking make him pay for that, especially how the uh, their defense played extremely well last week and getting a touchdown from Sam Hubbard, man, that's going to be a part that they are going to need this week too. They're going to need help scoring the ball this week because the Bills can score. You can't, and, give, you can't give Joe Burrow extra possession. Yeah, exactly, man. And he's going to turn it over. Or I'm not going to, you know, try to put that on him. But, you know, inevitably if he does give it up to the Cincinnati Bengals, they're going to – He's going to. They're going to they're gonna take they're gonna take that and, and turn it into points. And oh, no. ultimately that may cause them the game. So I'm giving it to the Bengals here. I think they can handle um, everything that they present in front of themselves and continue their Super Bowl run. See, in terms of the AFC teams, the Bengals, you could argue, might be the most dangerous team left. Absolutely. I feel that. Like, I, I look like at, it hits you from everywhere. Yeah, I look at, like I mentioned, I still believe that this will be the toughest challenge for the oh, no doubt. for the Jags, the Chiefs, that is. Oh, okay, gotcha, like, gotcha. The, the, like, this week will be the toughest challenge for the Jags. However, if the Jags win and the Bengals win, that'll be a tough matchup in different ways. I do feel like Jacksonville might match up a little bit better with, uh, Cincy. with Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that would be the battle of the, the jungle cats right there. Mm-hmm. You're talking about that'd Jaguars be and Bengals. I would love to see that. But I, I just think that the, the reason why you could argue that the Bengals are the the most dangerous is because their ability to be a quick strike offense. You almost have to leave no time left on the clock. They have the best receiving core left in the – not maybe not the best arsenal of weapons. That's very specific. 49ers got Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, George mm-hmm. Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, yeah. a seventh-round pick running – the, the show yeah. <laughs> like that offense is Click. like a hot knife through butter yeah and yeah so you could argue that their weapons might be better but purely from the wide receiver position it's no secret that yeah, the Bengals no they provide a little bit of a different threat and a little bit of a different problem that some of these other teams might i'll take their receiving core over anybody's yeah just the receivers mm-hmm. or just their weapons in general receiving core yeah oh yeah for sure yeah. The, the receiving core easily yeah, yeah. take them over everybody how it, how it stands right now uh, just really quickly here, do you guys think they re-sign Higgins? Mm, Higgins? I think they should. If they can get him on a team-friendly thing. I guess. TJ Hushmanzada said that he thinks that they will. Yeah, they, they will should. Sure. He obviously was in T. Higgins' spot. He's important. wide receiver, too, for the Bengals for a long time. But I just, I've been on the... Game to Atlanta? 
No, 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 no. <laughs> See, I, I wouldn't mind that, but yeah, I'm not yeah. trying to. He's, he's going to demand a contract. He's going to get someone who. Rightfully is, so, because he yeah, proved once those guys are yeah, out, he we're, could step we're up just and not make a play. throw money at wide receivers like that. Yeah. And we do. Don't we, even we, speak into it. We can. We'll take him. We'll take that. We'll take Tiggins all day. What's it called? The. I'm trying to think here. The. The Bengals are in a situation where they have holes on their team. You know, can you really like if you plan on extending Jamar Chase, he's going to demand a lot of money. Oh yeah, Absolutely. he was wearing a grill one of his first NFL games. You know, like he isn't just going to give you some hometown discount. <laughs> you know? So Joe Burrow, that expensive. that's a one hundred percent guaranteed contract that you're going to have to give him. Yeah, we were talking about this. You're going to just day. like. And keep in mind the defense. You're probably going to lose Jesse Bates in free agency. Like there's going to be people leaving, departing. I just personally feel like if they did re-sign T. Higgins, I'm not saying it's impossible. Salary cap-wise, they can make it work. I think it'd be a bad decision. I think that you'd pay for it down the line, whether it's next year or the year after, when you have a massive hole, whether it's on your offensive line or on your defense where you look, man, we have a really huge hole at corner out of nowhere. It would really be nice to be able to pay somebody and give you know bring in a free agent or something like that. I mean, I've seen this happen. The Falcons have had to let so many players walk because we – Devoted money to Julio Jones, giving money to Devontae Freeman, giving money to Matt Ryan. Eventually, somebody's going to walk out the door. That somebody ended up being Austin Hooper in, mm-hmm. one, in one scenario. You know, people said, hey, do we re-sign Hoop? What are we going to yeah. do? The, the Browns came in and they offered him money to go be their tight end one. They broke the, mar- they broke the market for him. Someone's going to do that for T. Higgins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, teams yeah. that need wide receivers badly. Thanks. You tell me the Chicago Bears, who have the most cap space, wouldn't throw a little bit extra to go get a nice – Young, massive target for Justin Fields. It's just a fit right there, you know? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. there's multiple places, and they're not the only ones. Your Jets might be in on that. And I know they got young wide receivers too, but when you have that much money and you're trying to really get your offense to the next level, why not Why not bring them in, you know? So there's there's multiple different um, different scenarios the Bengals could go. I just kind of wanted to ask you, before we yeah. moved on to another team, what you guys kind of thought Yeah, about. well, the point of every offseason is to reflect on the season that you had and get better the next season. So if you're going to sit there and sign somebody and look the same as you did last year and come up with the same, you know, outcomes and, and all that, uh, why not take a chance and, you know, improve the team, um, you know, not be you know self-centered a little bit, you know. And, and, and if he is that kind of guy, I'll, if I were him, if I wanted to stay to the team, take less money and, you know, go that route. But um if it were if if, it, if they were smart i would think you know sign the guy bring him back and let's run it back but like you said they do have the holes and they could use you know help elsewhere yeah better off into play i don't know man it, for, for me it's like you know i, I like it because you know i think the only scenario you get him back like i mentioned right when you as is if if it's on a team-friendly deal mm-hmm. but at the same time it's like you offer a dude money that he's never seen a contract that he's never seen as a contract hard. that he deserves. Right, right, exactly. But I'm saying like once you see those those numbers and you're like shit, like I've not seen this here mm, and this I may not ever see this again. It's hard. To, it's hard to say right like, well, man, he he needs to be a team guy. He needs to do this because if I was in that situation, I'm thinking about me. I'm thinking about me, <laughs> my, my family. I'm thinking about my future. He and, of all people just saw how quickly. Right, exactly. It could all go away. Mm-hmm. And secure the bag. Man. Yeah. And so that's, Smart. that's the only thing, man. But also with the Bengals, it's, if, if they do lose him, it's going to be hard to replace him. But I feel like they have a good enough system there, a good enough quarterback that he's going to make something work with whoever's there. You know, So I, I think – Get him on a team friendly deal, he'll be back. But if not, it's gonna be hard to re- oh yeah hard to retain. Well, I look him. at it like the Celtics. Like you, if you want to keep Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Robert Williams, you can't re-sign Grant Williams. 
you know, you can't, to an extent, like, there's also other players as well that you can't keep. And I love Marcus Smart. But there's some players that, like, if you want to keep your, your core pieces, if you want to keep your important pieces, you can't re-sign everybody. You know, salary caps exist for a reason. And I, I truly do think, yeah, Joe Burrow, you could easily, like, the Bengals, they could draft a wide receiver in the second round this draft and Indeed. probably make him thrive. Mm-hmm. You know, just replace T. Higgins like that, get him on a rookie contract. Mm-hmm. And that's when you could free up money to maybe continue to build up this offensive line. You did it last year. You improved, but they were minor improvements. We all we all talked about it when those free agent signings were made. It's like, yeah, I mean, until they brought in Lael Collins, that's mm-hmm. when we're like, okay, that's a good signing right there. But before that, we're like, yeah, they improved somewhat. But, I mean, that's not really saying much considering what their offensive He's line looked like. Killed. You know, so. Oh, well, I guess uh, we'll cross that bridge. And if we get there, that is some off-season talk that we will get to at some point. But I am going to pick the Bills in that game. I just want to go out. Two Bills and a Bills is my Super Bowl pick. I already said at the end of last week, I'm not as confident as as I was. This is their test. Obviously, if they lose, they're done. So I can't pick them next week. But this is where I'm like, okay, I'm believing in you one more time. You know, this is a juggernaut. This is someone in your weight class. You know, you're not beating up on the Dolphins anymore. You know, this is someone who... When you look in the mirror, like they 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 look back in your eye to eye. You know, it's not like and that was kind of a bad expression, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, this isn't you. like the smaller guy at the bar that you can shoulder check and he's not gonna do nothing. This is someone that if you shoulder check, you're probably not gonna move him. <clears throat> yeah. You know, like this is this is an evenly matched <laughs> opponent here, the most evenly matched matchup in divisional round. Yeah. So who knows what's gonna happen? But yeah, I'll, I'll go with the home team in these matches. I've been wanting to ask you these whole this whole time but I've forgotten. Um who where do you have these guys ranked in the halfway sweet stakes? Like where where are these guys ranked in your in your the Bengals and the Bills? Yeah. I can tell you right now. I have the Bills obviously at number fourteen because they're okay. my Super Bowl pick and I have the Bengals at number ten. Okay. Yeah, I just believe that because I think They're that the gonna make that run, I huh? think that the conference championship matchups are going to be Eagles 49ers and Bills Chiefs. That's the only reason why I have them there and I'm trying to get the wins and obviously stack up the points. Yeah. But there is one more matchup for us to talk about here, boys. Hell yeah. My opinion, the closest. Matchup. You think this one's closest? I do. I really do, man. Well, hmm. January 1st, night or no, no, sorry, sorry. January 22nd, 1994. Oop, sorry. 2023. Cowboys and 49ers, you know, they battle out in the playoffs back in yeah. the 90s. Whatever. They I expected that one to land a little bit better. But anyway, <laughs> it's not good, uh, the delivery, I stumbled out of the gate. You know, you start, well, when you stumble out of the blocks, you're not going to hit that first hurdle, right? I, I knew what you were kind of getting Yeah, me too. I was following. But uh, you get what I'm saying, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. San Francisco 49ers, Dallas Cowboys. Great matchup. This is a historic matchup. Throwback here. rivalry they, here. They've been battling it out. I mean, even last year they met in the playoffs. And it didn't go so well for the Dallas Cowboys, and I think it's going to be similar. I really do. I think that this is a lock. If yeah, this Michael was, Parsons didn't even get a sack. And no offense, else. I know we got Cowboys listeners. Shout out to Gabe Marquez, Shout the out supporter, the um, Gabe's heating and air hot seat. Shout out Gabe is because of Gabe, and obviously Sean. Shout Sean out Sean We have other Cowboys listeners as well. Most of our listeners literally live in Dallas, mm-hmm. so that's why I'm like, hey, I don't want to just say this to like to to make you feel like not confident about your team, but dude. Kyle Shanahan, man. That's the two words I'm just going to say. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan. That's all you need to think about in this specific matchup versus Dan Quinn. It'd be one thing if this was just Cowboys players versus 49ers players and coaches weren't involved. But because he's going against somebody who literally, like, just imagine they're on the basketball court one-on-one, Dan Quinn and Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> and Dan Quinn's trying to guard him. Kyle Shanahan's literally putting the ball in his shirt, spinning it around, like going around his head, bouncing it off of his head. That's where these two are at on a play-calling level. I saw it firsthand, both of these guys. 
I know what the difference is. He's going to expose this defense. Like, he really is. The Cowboys, they're on the road. He They're coming off of a short week where they played on Monday night. The 49ers played on Saturday. It's a cross-country trip. Joey Bosa, or sorry, not Joey Bosa, Nick Nicholas. Bosa. Defensive player of the year. People have been talking about it for God knows how long, or at least comparing these two, right? Mm-hmm. Michael Parsons, Micah. Nick Bosa. Whoever has the better game could likely help their team come out to a win because they're going to need Micah Parsons. If this this 49ers offense gets rolling, like Christian McCaffrey is playing like Marshall Falk out there. Like he is legitimately looking like a freak. (laughs) Debo Samuel took a catch like, what, 65 yards to the house last week. I know it was the Seahawks. They were playing the seventh seed. Yeah, Couldn't have been an easier opponent. The Cowboys are going to be a lot harder than the Seahawks. I don't want this to seem like – like, I don't know that I'm shitting on the Cowboys because I'm not. This is all, like, if you keep in mind, I haven't really said, other than Dan Quinn, I haven't really said much negative things about the Cowboys because there's really not a lot of negative things to say about them. This really is isn't. all pro 49ers. This is the best team in football. I truly believe that. This is the Like, and they're doing this with a with a rookie quarterback, and just because of how much I believe in Shanahan, man, that that's truly what it is. There's some all-22 clips, and he was just legitimately having fun with the Seahawks last week. Like, there was one play, like, I don't want to go back to whenever he was the Falcons offensive coordinator, but just to kind of give you an example of how he approaches playoff games. And he has a way more versatile offensive personnel group now than what he had with us. He had Julio with us. He had two dynamic running backs. Obviously, it was nice. He had a way better quarterback with us. But the weapons that he has here, he's able to like – like with us, when we beat the Packers in the NFC Championship game, he ran 21 different formations – before he reused the same formation twice to run a different play out of that formation. Damn. Like he was, he gave them 21 different looks before they, all right, because like that's typically what it is. You go into halftime, okay, what are they running? They've been in They're running everything. The game. Like when you go into halftime, like they've literally not, they've switched out so many different groups. Like, yeah. And I feel like they're going to do that. He's going to, he's going to take advantage of these guys. The Eagles are, the, are truly the only team I feel like can beat the Niners. I do. And I, like it's, like last last year when they ran into each other in the wild card round, I remember saying, this is just a bad matchup for the Cowboys. Like if the Cowboys got the Giants, I'd feel good about the Cowboys beating mm-hmm. the Giants this week. I you would know, too. Playing. If the Cowboys were playing the Eagles, I would feel a little bit better about them about them matching up. I would love that matchup. Even though they're the number one seed. The 49ers are clicking right now, and I'm just uh, – if you guys haven't already gotten the gist, I'm picking them to win. <laughs> yeah, I, no doubt. I, I, I mean, I, I'd still think the 49ers have the edge here, obviously, but I, I think that even even outside of da- like Dallas, I think has the best chance to beat the Niners. I, I don't even know. I think if the Eagles and the Niners are playing right now, I, I would give the edge to the to the Niners heavily. Honestly, I, I like them. I like the Niners a lot. I like what they're doing a lot. Um, and I know Dallas kind of had a weak opponent last week in Tampa Bay. Obviously, they exposed them. You know, the defense was playing hot. The secondary was basically having a heyday back there, you know, stopping what Brady was doing. Um, but I think Dallas just has that little itch, too, where they can do a lot of different things with a lot of different players. You know, Dak playing like he did last week, there's a good chance, you know, he has that little trip on his shoulder this playoff run, and he's thinking, damn, if I don't say if I don't win some fucking games, like, no one's ever going to say anything good about me. So, yeah. Maybe he has his little chip on his shoulder, and he's you know he's gonna come out swinging and do his you know his best to imitate what he did last week, and so that's why I think with Dallas, the matchup is really good. I, lo- I love the classic Dallas versus San Francisco. I know San Fran has a 
fuck ton of weapons. And it's mm-hmm. gonna be hard to mm-hmm. it's gonna be hard to maintain that. They're, you're not gonna stop them from scoring. They're gonna score the ball, but Dallas also can score like that too. So I'm super excited about this one. I think I'm giving the edge to the Niners, but maybe not by so much of a favorite. I just think that the Niners at the end of the day have more playmakers, <laughs> a better defense, and just all around better. You know, better situation right now. But I think if Dallas if Dallas comes in and plays like they did last week or this last week in the in the wild cards, I think they have a good chance to win this game. See, that's the only thing though. I, I totally get those points, one hundred percent. My only thing is, just I, I want to make sure you know the massive difference in the Niners defense and oh, the yeah. Bucks defense. Oh no, no, no! I because get that. The, the Cowboys did look good last week. Right. Desmond Ritter looked good against the Bucks. That's what I'm trying <laughs> to say. Like they're. Like no, I know, they're I get in for it. a rude awakening if they're comparing just what they did last week just to this week because like the nine pass day. rushers, nine, nine day. day difference, the play calling. Yeah. Like yeah. literally some of these guys just literally got fired from Tampa Bay after after a playoff season. Yeah, left That's right. why I'm like just looking at like what the Niners got. Obviously, D'Amico Ryan's is getting head coaching interviews, you know, like so he's probably like this is just I want the Cowboys. I want this to be interesting. You know, I got a lot of friends that are Cowboys fans. Mm-hmm. I want this to be like like the Cowboys and Niners no matter what. I agree with you, like it's a bad matchup, but because of the the sheer like like star power of both teams, you could see this coming down to the wire one way or the other. The the Raiders took the Niners down to the wire, so obviously it's not impossible. Just a few weeks ago, Jared Stidham, yeah. like he gave the Raider he gave the Niners all they could handle, but that was in Las Vegas. And I feel like if this game were in Dallas, kind of like similar to the the Chiefs and the Jags game, I feel like it'd be a lot different. But because it's in Candlestick and they're coming off of a short week, I was pissed last week whenever we were talking about it, the, the Cowboys having a short week, because I knew that they were going to be at a disadvantage on an even playing field. These two teams would, would like, just matchup-wise, I, I like what the Niners have going, and yeah, obviously, yeah. but the fact that they did get they got hosed with having two days less rest than this team. Yeah, they did get hosed. That's why I was just like, man, it's, it's it's shitty for the Cowboys. I hate it for them. That's why I feel like if they were to win this game, they would stick it to a lot of people. I would gladly eat my words whenever we're reviewing these games on Sunday and we're sitting there talking about the Cowboys upsetting the Niners, and now it's Cowboys versus Eagles or Cowboys versus Giants. Either way, if the Cowboys win, it's an, it's an NFC East, yeah. NFC Championship game because of the Eagles and Giants going at it. So I agree with you. This one, this one like – it's weird. All these matchups have have my eye for a different reason, right? Yeah. Like I, I, the ba- the Bengals and Bills, I feel like because it's two juggernauts, I feel like that one's excuse me, the most evenly matched. Right. The Jaguars and Chiefs, I Probably like that one for storyline reasons, you know, because of what the Jaguars are in their storybook season, and obviously the un- the undefeated underdog Doug yep. Peterson, and then Andy Reid having such a good record off of a bye week. I like this game because of the pure history. You love seeing these two teams play each other and the star power. I do feel like last week's win in the playoffs for the Cowboys did save McCarthy. They're not going to fire him after getting the first road playoff win in 92 or whatever. 30 years. Yeah, whatever it is. So I do believe he's safe. Um, yeah, another week he's got to But, yeah, I, I just – like I said, I mean, the Cowboys are 12-5, and five, so clearly they are no slouch. Top 10 offense, number 13th ranked defense, Niners – Top five offense, number two ranked defense. It's it's going to be tough for the Cowboys. The They do have their work cut out for them this week. But this is when you look at it and you truly say, like, it's us against the world. The league put us in a disadvantage just to keep Monday Night Football and ESPN happy. They didn't give a shit. So we don't got to give a shit. You know, who cares? Let's come out here. Let's put our best foot forward. Let's punch these guys in the mouth. This is a seventh-round pick rookie quarterback. Let's give him all he can handle. Like Michael Parsons, he could crush this game. He could easily flip the script and make Kyle Shanahan be scratching his head like thinking, damn, what am I going to do to get around this guy? Get in his own head. 
Because keep I love Kyle Shanahan more than anything, but it's no secret that the reason why the Falcons don't have a Lombardi Trophy in Flowery Ranch right now is because he got a little bit too cute. Mm-hmm. Don't get too cute in this game because the Cowboys do. Like you mentioned, Dak Prescott, the eyes are going to be on him. Mm-hmm. He had a phenomenal game this past week. Like seriously, I, I was happy to see Dak. That was his best game the Buccaneers. as I a really Cowboy. Was. So if, if he can do the same thing to this Niners defense – like the Cowboys are in, man. Like they could. If the Cowboys beat the beat the Niners, they're going to the Super Bowl. That's truly how I feel. If they can beat these San Francisco 49ers, the Eagles don't stand a chance. They'll yeah. dismantle the Eagles. Yeah, yep. I think so too, man. But I, I'm definitely leading for uh, 49ers to win this one. Um, it's just the consistency that, that we've seen the 49ers. They've won 11 straight. I think they've got that. Ooh, that I did. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. They've got the identity that they want. They've they assert their dominance up front, and um, I, you know I think the Cowboys can maintain and handle with it. But I just we just haven't seen you know Dak performing at this high level back to back to back to back. And I do think it was the playoff luck a little bit. They did luck into playing the the Buccaneers. So glad we didn't win that game. <laughs> but uh, you know I I think it is their time to uh, uh, you know uh, exit the playoffs here. Uh, I think the 49ers are just a little better than them. And you know uh, it, Brian Dayball is going to win Coach of the Year, but second place is going to be Kyle Shanahan. I think he's going to open up the playbook and expose a lot of the things that. Um, you know, other teams can't against the Cowboys. Uh, they can uh, put Trent uh, Williams. You know, he could hold his own on that side. So I think uh, on that on on uh, Purdy's blind side is going to be completely blocked. Trent Williams is going to have his uh, you know has his uh, day with Michael Parsons. I think he can handle a little bit of him. He's going to be switching all over the field, but um, Bosa is going to be the X factor in this one. I think he can wreak havoc all over. Prescott get into his head and, and make this game really hard to, for him to have that perfect game that he needs like he had last week. See, I no, go, ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say though, like when does this when does this miraculous run kind of have its little where the fire kind of flickers? For you know what Purdy? I mean? Well, for Purdy and the 49ers for the, for in general. The I mean, I know they had a little hiccup against the Raiders, but they still look good. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. still scored 40, yeah. Yeah, when is that when is that game coming? Yeah, that always, it, it does always feel every week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it could come and, out. Yeah, the, the other foot could drop. And that's what I'm saying. Like, in a, a team like Dallas, if they if San Francisco has an off game, like they're not beating Dallas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, it's just like you mentioned, dude. Like, divisional round has so many storylines, <laughs> and the fact that like this this matchup right here is just so like historical and it has just the magnitude to it is just it, it's amazing. You never know what could happen in these playoffs, and I don't know, man. I'm just like now that Dallas is at this point, like. I would not mind seeing them go on a Super Bowl run because just what it is for football, you know, it just it'd be cool. Are you it'd prepared cool though? Oh, I'm prepared. I'm prepared to know what that would mean. <laughs> yes, I, I'm prepared. Like, oh, give these so Dallas loud, fans a little bro. bit of a. It would be so loud. Dallas it's would be, be on every commercial. Are, like, if you are my age, if you yep. are a Our Dallas age, Cowboys yeah. fan that is 29 or younger. You have not seen your team play in the NFC Championship game. You have not seen them advance past this point that they're at right now. Yep. This is it. This is the furthest you've seen them get to. Is it not time? <laughs> That's what like, I'm saying, dude. Is it not like, time? You know, I'm always dying for a Texas team to go all the way. But, <laughs> man, there's just, be a who tough Who did you one. say was the X factor for you? Bosa. See, I think Fred Warner is yeah. the X factor. Just to get a little bit back to X's nose, the only reason why I think that, though, is because the, the Cowboys receivers, now we saw CD kind of get going late. In that game, the 49ers don't have corners that are just going to absolutely shut you down. You know, who, I feel like who are, their, can, who are their tackles? I can't remember who the tackles are. Tyron Tyron Smith moved over to the right side, so Jason Peters can play left tackle, and Jason then Peters moved in Tyler out. Smith to left guard. Yeah, he went out last week. Jason Peters he got he got injured last week, so there's going to be a little bit of a shuffle. 
you move, you can move Nick Bosa around. Yeah, you, you know, can. That's the thing. And you can play he's both sides. Be tough. I just think Fred Warner is going to do a good job making life hell for Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. And then obviously Dalton Schultz is going to have to do his thing. But they have uh, Telefonu Hufanga, yeah, whatever yeah. his name, name is, number 29. That's an all-pro as a rookie right there. Maybe you know, Palomalu. A disciple from Troy Palomalu. Yeah. So they got all pros at every level. That's the thing. That's what you look at. Like, and, and that not, not only that, but they have like a key special teams gunner mm-hmm. who's like just been playing absolutely out of his mind lately. And those are the things. Those little the things. Little things. Like you look at the top of the roster, everybody has stars. Yeah. Dak Prescott, Zach Martin, CeeDee Lamb, Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence. There's players everywhere for the Cowboys. But when you go to that bottom of the roster, the Niners are getting a lot out of those guys. Field goal kicker. Yeah, Robbie Gold, he's ready. Like he's looking at fucking the Cowboys field goal yeah. kicker and saying like, "Hopefully, oh my gosh, hopefully you're making all of us look bad, you bastard." Like, come on, Junior, I'll kick with my left foot. This <laughs> I'll make not missing fucking four. But I do uh, just really quickly. I'll go ahead and get out and say, uh, Niners, Eagles, Chiefs, Dude. Bills. Got it. Okay, go ahead. I got Chiefs, Bengals, Niners, Eagles. Okay, I got I got Bills and Chiefs in the AFC. I'm going to go on a limb, man. I'm going to pick Dallas, Uh-oh. and I'm going to go with uh, the Eagles. I know you just made some Cowboys fans happy. You made a lot of Cowboys fans. I would love so. to see that matter. That would be a dope-ass. It would be great. Cowboys-Eagles because least the Super burn Bowl, the, the fucking house down. The oh, Super Bowl yeah. matchup would be would be good with any of those teams right there. Like It would just it'd yeah. be a good matchup. There's almost no Jaguars left. in there. Like, I, like, I obviously, if, if you look at like just pure like star power, that's the theme of this episode. Mm-hmm. The Giants probably are the last. Yep. And they have Saquon Barkley. That says a lot. But yeah, you Trevor look at Lawrence. them, and you know when you got guys like Trevor, and just kind of like, it's not a by a landslide. The Jags and the Giants, like clearly, right like if you're, if you're sitting at a poker table and you have just a group of what was it, eight teams left that are in this one? Yeah, eight people there at the table. The the Jags and the Giants are clearly that the two that you're looking at, and you're like. What the fuck are they here? Does anybody know these guys? Who the fuck invited these guys? You know, but nonetheless, who the fuck are these? Doesn't matter how you get here. They're there. As long as you're here and you're in the dance, you got a shot. So, um, who knows, man? Our record at picking games is not perfect. The hell no. It ain't meant to be. There's no guarantee that uh, these games are gonna go the way that they think. That's just the way that we think they're going to. So you just gotta, you know. Let enjoy things play it. out. Just yeah, enjoy, enjoy the best weekend of football because next week only got two games. Oh, man. The week after that, only got one game or two weeks after that. But either way, we're getting down to the um, – Nitty-gritty. Yes, like bit, this bro. is the last ga- – Like this is the last week of football that you have like multiple games to look forward to. You know, obviously two is technically multiple games, but still when you can like say, oh, yeah, we got two games tomorrow. Yeah, we got two games today, two games tomorrow. Like – Soak it up. Yep. Because yep. sooner or later it's going to be done. But hey, with you guys, I've been peeking into some draft stuff. Hey. Like just just going to, you know, say I have uh, already fallen for a couple prospects that I'm hoping end up donning the red and black. <laughs> but, you know, you don't want to get too too caught up in that. But um, And I love your dive into all these little kids, man. This I love it. How early you start and how your due diligence and all these guys, man. man. I fucking I love it. Dive into little kids. I don't know what he's talking about, man. But, uh, yeah, we break down the prospects for sure. Young, young men. <laughs> they kids to us, man. Goddamn, I'm almost 18 years old. Mike's face, he said, what? <laughs> I want to make sure we get that clear. But, yeah. uh, anyways. Yeah, dude. I mean, there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Like, when you just talk about purely the draft prospects that are coming into the league, like, there's so many big names. Like, I can't wait to break it down, Bijan Robinson. I can't wait to talk about Jordan mm-hmm. Addison. Cannot wait 
to talk about C.J. Stroud, you know, like just some of the big name players, and there's there's a lot to talk about. Obviously, Will Anderson, Jalen Carter. Well, it's one of the best times of year, honestly. This I is mean, one of my favorite times of year. Besides is, the season, off-season draft talk is always like Dude, second to none. You know? I've always said, like, unless your team is playing in the Super Bowl, the it's draft is better the draft. than the Super Bowl it's time because your team's in it. Your team, like, your team can get better. It could be the changing pick, the pick that changes it all. And we'll talk about all that once we get there, but. Yep. Yeah, if, unless your team is in the Super Bowl, then the draft, fuck yeah, dude, way better. Yep. But um, y'all got anything to say? Any shout-outs, any plugs? The floor is y'all's. If y'all want to get anything off your chest here before we uh, sign off for the divisional round weekend. Just can't wait for football, man. Hopefully we can all get together and kind of, you know, scope these games out together. If we don't got, you know, anything going on on Saturday, probably will. But Y'all got to yeah. move or what? I, I may have a nuke run, but other than that. Yeah, you know. Oh, shut up. <laughs> you fucking nerd. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, dude, I mean, I hope we can catch these games together. You know, this is the last bit of the season. You know, oh, yeah. we're definitely going to have to kind of dive into these ones as deep as we can and give the people the best episodes that we possibly can put out. So um, I'm excited for that. Thanks, y'all, for uh, always welcoming me here and welcoming me back all the time. And oh, life's, always, life's always pretty crazy, but I'm glad to be here with you guys. You know, it's uh, always a staple in my weeks. And Fuck yeah. Uh, shout out to the Funkies. Shout out to Cousin Mike. Shout out to Seanald. Hopefully your Cowboys get the win here. Um, hopefully put some good juju in the air for you, buddy. But um, yeah, I can't he was pretty. A... He was pretty pissed at me for to me. He was a, <laughs> he wasn't happy. He was like, wait till he hears this one. He should be pretty pleased with you. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah shout out to the shout, shout out to the funkies. Shout out to everybody out there that's listening. Keep doing it and uh, spread the word, man. Yeah, I like that. Second, all that. Are we making these uh, weekly episodes on Thursdays now? Are we changing that to a regular thing? Or are we just well, you know, we it's just you? with these particular matchups, you kind of want to let it marinate a little bit. You want to like let that. the the Who's in? Who's out? Right, right, right. Get a little bit closer. I don't want to preview. I don't want to give the Funkies their preview episode. The day of. Or... Like, I want to give them all Friday to be able to listen. You know, I don't want I like to give that. them. I mean, two full days would be cool, too. But by then, it's like, oh, yeah, they had a preview episode a few days ago. You know, like, no, we want it to be. And kind of fresh. Put it at the right place at the right time. And I think that, you know, having these uh, episodes drop on Friday does kind of make sense. Now, we couldn't do it in the regular season because it Thursday of night Reffin. Games. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and my games. Yeah, reffing. That's why. <laughs> we did a Thursday night last year, but we realized it was kind of a pain in the ass sometimes. Yeah, I was getting off at fucking We realized that Wednesday was the better plan, and it clearly helped it. Like, it worked yeah. this year. Yeah, you know, it really it did. Good, it was a good plan. But, yeah, Thursdays just kind of work out for the playoffs, and, you know, who knows what we'll do come off-season time. But be ready, because yeah. those episodes are coming. Yeah, like, yeah. Very, very soon. So, um I do want to thank you guys, obviously, all the certified funkies, all of the regular listeners. We appreciate you guys taking us with you wherever it is that you're going on this Friday. If you're driving to work, if you're actually at work, if you're driving home from work, going to the gym, driving to the library. Whatever. At the beach. Going to a Pokemon duel. What? Wherever it is that you're going. Hopefully you, uh, you know, enjoy the football function. Do what you can to tell a friend, you know. Um, Spread the word. That helps us out more than you can imagine. Those five-star ratings definitely help us out as well as subscribing to Patreon. So Shit. just do everything we uh, you can, you know. We know you guys are out there. Yeah. You know, we know that you guys are out there listening, and we could just appreciate you guys, you know, subscribing to the, the function on Patreon. 100%. You know, at this point, either do it or fucking don't. You know? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Obviously, I'm just joking. But uh, I do appreciate you guys so much for listening and, uh, you know, letting us be part of your day with you. But Hell with yeah. all that being said, have a damn good weekend. Walk passionately in the direction of your dreams, and I will talk to you soon. Go Celtics. Warriors suck.